Hey, good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, whatever time that you're listening to this podcast. This is your guy, Larry, and you just tuned into Black Nurse Biblecast. And this is a portion from the from Black Nurse podcast that you're listening to um, that involves just nothing but the word of God or scripture reading. So hopefully you tune in for the at the right one. And um you know, I do normally do like my Black Nurse podcast as well, um, where we talk all things tech, movies, and video games and things like that of that like. So these are this here is just just strictly um, just the word of God portion. So anyway, I'm hoping that you're having a wonderful day. I'm in the middle of a three day weekend. Hopefully you are as well. Um, um, Labor Day will be falling on a Monday. So those of you that are probably relaxing, doing some yard work or doing whatever you're doing, uh, maybe we even watching some sports. I hear that the Big Ten is, is going on. So um, hopefully you guys are doing that, kind of kicking back, relaxing and maybe doing some barbecuing or something. Um, also, while we're at it um, and we're talking, you know, on the Bible, Bible cast here, um, Send your prayers to um, the communities and families and the entire state of Florida and also just that that region over there. Um, They're experiencing another hurricane um, should be making landfall. um, I think on uh, Labor Day, I haven't got a chance this morning to watch the news as much. But the last time I looked at it, it was. Uh, supposed to be like a category four, which is, um, I know last time I reported or actually mentioned it on my, on my other episode, I mentioned category two. And, um, what I'm, what I got mixed up was the fact that a category two is actually less than than the category four. I mean, I don't know. I, I just wasn't thinking, but I heard myself and I was like, what am I, what is he talking about? How many, how many times so far in this podcast or my episodes, have you heard me say something? And it's like, okay, he doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) Anyway, I, you know what? There are times where I have been like that. And so really, I really do apologize for any misinformation that I might've said on one of my episodes, but, um, yeah, Anyways, um, in all seriousness, though, um, the last time I heard it was a category four. Um, let's let's continue to pray, though, that um, this hurricane will dissipate into a tropical storm or avoid um, avoid the state of Florida altogether. Um, I did see the fact that it was moving uh, projected to move a little bit away from the, the entire state. So let's just continue to pray that God's hand will be at work in that situation. Because, um, as I said before, you know, um, the, yeah, the hurricane is huge. It's, it's, it's a big size hurricane, but we also understand that God is ultimately bigger than that hurricane and that God is in control. And also, you know, in spite of if, if, if weather permitting, if if the hurricane does hit um, landfall, I just pray that the, the the people there will will heed the instructions of the um, the the authorities and the and the, uh, the the government at that time over there that they will um, you know heed the instructions, be safe. You know, if they need to evacuate, you know, please listen to them and evacuate. Don't don't try to stay there and, and weather it out. I mean, I, you guys know more than better than I do because I I'm on the West Coast. So I know West Coast. We don't get we don't get hurricanes. But 
I am saying this though, just to just to say, hey, you know, just listen to what they're that they're saying, and it's rather is where is it's better to error on error on being safe than sorry. Okay, so some of you may think that you know, yeah, you know, it's better that I just wait it out. I've seen people on the news say that, but it's better to err on the side of safety than than did not okay your life is so much more important um on that why you know why risk your life um so anyway this this my prayers and thoughts are, are for with everybody there and um anyway so in this episode we're going to be getting into um the portion of um in in ephesians the book of ephesians it's going to be in chapter one um we're going to start on verse um three through 14 and um basically talking about the spiritual blessings of god and and how much god loves us and 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 adores us and you know just his promises so if you ever encourage and save save this one this was a particularly long um a Bible cast. So just kind of letting you know. Um, but, uh, again, you know, I think that the, the, the portion of scripture was very, um, powerful. Um, we, I was able to get a lot in about, you know, talking about this and I hope this encourages you just like it encourages me, but please definitely, definitely subscribe and share this podcast or this Bible cast with someone that needs to hear it. And, um, again, my whole goal is to, you know, reach, reach the loss for the kingdom of God and just the spreading of his word and, and, and the advancement of the kingdom of God. So, um, again, hopefully you enjoy, um, this episode of black nurse Bible cast and we'll be, um, keeping you up to date for the next one. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, good morning. So hopefully you're having a wonderful day or uh, whenever time you listen to this podcast. Um, So I found a wonderful scripture. Um, You might be familiar with it. Um, Might be something that you've already read before. Um, So um, hopefully or if it's not, you know, hopefully it's something that you may may have or may not have and just kind of want to be reminded of. But um, I really find this to be a very encouraging scripture um, in the Bible and also just something that um, I guess, you know, that that if you're kind of wondering about your walk with the Lord and uh, kind of giving you a a kind of an extra boost. But um, when I read this, I, I felt really good about, you know, my relationship with God and and just understanding really understanding God himself. Um, sometimes we just think that, that, um, God and, and his relationship with us is just all about either religion or just about, you know, just, you know, just the the mundane things. But, you know, when you understand where, what, what God's purpose is in your life, um, it makes it almost like it makes your life a lot more, uh, meaningful and makes everything that you're living for um, just a lot more grander in the in the in the scope of what God 
how God is with you. Do you understand, first of all, before I get into this verse, though, do you understand that God does care about you? He cares so much about you that um, you're what you're his main focus, believe it or not. You you are his main focus. I mean, you know, we live in this life, in this world, in our society sometimes, and we have so many things that we got going on. You know, we got so much going on. We got, you know, families, uh, families. We got career, work, school, um, you know, bills that we got to pay, you know, um, just just all kind of things that we continue like in this life to to do constantly. And a lot of times we forget the most important things in our life. And I just, you know, just reading this verse here, I I just am really thrilled and and just really um, happy about how God, he, he like out of everything that guy, God um, has on his plate, I should say, um, he's a God that, that can focus solely on you. And if you ever doubt it, how much God loves you. Um, this verse here to me really solidifies one of just one of the verses. There's many verses that I could actually go to that shows how much God really uh, loves us and feels that we're important to him. And so if you're a Christian, live uh, Christian right now, listening to this, you know, I, you know, this is a, ver- this is a, a portion of a scripture that really kind of like, puts it out there and lets us me and you know as Christians that how much God loves us and how much um, just how much that God gives us um, pays attention to us He, we are his priority so um, I just want to share that with you so anyway let's, uh, let's get into this verse um, it's entitled in my in my my portion of the word uh, spiritual blessings. Okay, and it says um, all praise to the to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Even before He made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ. To be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and gave him great pleasure. And it gave him great pleasure, excuse me. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to uh, to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of, of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered, sh- he has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ which is so which is to fulfill his own good plan 
and this is his plan at the right time he will br- he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ everything in heaven and on earth furthermore because we are united with Christ we have received an inheritance from God for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan God's purpose was that we Jews who were first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did not he did this so we would praise praise and glorify him. So um this verse it, it's it's really nice. It's kind of a nice opening um in the book of Ephesians. It's a letter to the church of Ephesus that Paul um writes. And it's it's pretty it's a pretty good um, introduction to the to this letter. He wants the people to understand that uh, first of all, the the um, he kind of reveals this at the end of this passage that the people of Ephesus weren't Jews; they were they were Gentiles, and Gentiles. Just to kind of give you some backstory on that, um, they of course you know Gentiles obviously weren't Jews. Short answer, but Gentiles were people that, um, other than Jews, they were like the type of people which, um, according to the custom or of that day, I guess they weren't, um, they weren't like in with the promises of God. Basically, they, in a in a in a funny sort of way, and I might be, I mean, someone might. If they, if you, if you know more about this than I do, you can please leave me a comment and uh, and correct on this one. But the Gentiles basically didn't have the promise of of God. They, in the beginning, the other was Christ um, came to the Jews first. Okay, when when Jesus Christ came, basically, you know, if if you remember the story when he was crucified on the cross. Um, the Roman centurions, the people that 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 were executing the the crucifixion, or you know, you know, making it up, they pretty much like they put on the cross. You know, he was the king of the Jews, and so so such is the history of Jesus coming to the Jews first, and then to the Gentiles. So the Gentiles were like people that that had no connection with Christ. They had no connection with, say, the promises of God. So the Gentiles, like what we are, we are considered like those of us that are here in America. We're considered Gentiles and Gentile nations or even a Gentile nation even. And we didn't have like the connection to the Jew Jewish promises or the promises that the Jews were first given. You know what I mean? So. In other words, the promise of of salvation 
and redemption was first given to the Jews. Jesus Christ, um, according to God, he, you know, when he when he offered up Christ, it was to the Jews first. And a lot of a lot of things that happened when it came to the New Testament and with Christ coming in, you know, Christ, you know, came in and he um, was born in like Bethlehem. Um, you know, he he was born in Bethlehem, but he was, you know, he was raised in Jerusalem. So there is so much uh, even historically to, to be gained from this. But anyway, I kind of I'm not trying to get off the subject of this, but I did want to kind of get some backstory about the Gentiles. And 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 also that we need to uh, we have to understand that Paul's letter was to the Gentile nation because or this Gentile, uh, the Gentiles of Ephesus, they weren't a part of this whole thing. So he wants to, he wanted them, them to know. So anyway, um, he starts off by saying all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to stop right there real quick. Um, and, um, speak on that. Um, uh, first of all, you know, when we, when we give salutation, especially in like, say the Christian church, or, uh, we're writing letters to one another, you know, it's really, it's a, it's kind of a good practice, especially from uh, one Christian brother to another brother or a sister to another sister. Um, uh, I remember my parents doing this sometimes, even when they were writing to another church or something. Um, the salutation in this was just, just phenomenal, but it noticed it says it, it addresses the Lord and it says all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, such a good connection when it comes to this. So when you say all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, he is the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You notice how you can't you can't address God without including Jesus Christ. You know, you can't you can't bring God, the father without including his son Jesus Christ because they are one and the same they are one and the same um, I know people and I've heard of people that they try to separate the two and you really can't because um, you know you got God the Father and then you got God the Son um, and this is you know throughout throughout the Bible even you know people had tried to separate you know God the Father from God the Son or when they might have been um, you know uh, dealing with the Son basically it was kind of like they were they were not including God the Father amen so um, just kind of kind of wanted to bring that up but it was just a good way in which Paul you know he he, he gives you this, salu this salutation so it says all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Now, let me stop right there. So he connects this with the with um, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Spiritual, you notice it's it's not material blessing or mental blessing. It's spiritual blessing. In other words, when we're dealing with with God, we're dealing with Jesus Christ. And the blessings that He give us 
I mean, there are some material blessings that I'm sure we can gain through serving Christ or we can gain through through the mere act of being, uh, say, united with Christ or in, in God. OK, but really when he's saying he's saying, you know, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. And you notice it's in the heavenly realms. And and that is because we are united with Christ. We are united with Christ. When you are united with Christ, this is this is you might say this is one of the benefits that you get from being united with Christ. This is one of the benefits that you get when you're united with him. Is you get the access to the spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms. So these so that's the blessings that you get. Amen. Um verse 4 talks about even before he made the world God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. I want to start right there. Now this right here, this is where, in my opinion, this is where the verse gets so good and so inspirational to me. It says that, he says in verse four, even before the world, before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. This is a this is an encouraging encouraging verse, but it's kind of powerful because this shows that God knew us even before the world began. This this shows that this verse right here shows that you know because He's God and just showing the the sovereignty of God. In other words, you know how you know there's nothing that that God doesn't know. So God has ultimately ultimate win, wisdom. I like to always say He's He's all powerful, so He's omnipotent. He's He's omnipresent. That means He is everywhere, from beginning to end. He, so, um, and His omniscience. So omniscience. So He's omnipotent, all powerful, omnipotent. I mean, I'm sorry. He's He. I'm sorry. He is omnipresent. Omnipotent and, and his omniscience. So omniscience, um, omniscience means that he he is he is he knows all things. Okay, so he's omnipresent, omnipotent, all powerful, and omniscience. That means he knows all things. He aware of all things. He has all wisdom. There is nothing that that. That goes unnoticed with God Amen God is the ultimate God himself Is is so awesome And this is why This is reason why That You know when you serve God Or when, you, when God is in your life uh, You know We serve an awesome God We serve a God that that no matter what he knows all things and there's there's just not much that 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 God excuse me God doesn't know God doesn't I mean there's nothing that he doesn't know he's the creator of all things amen but what I love about this verse and how I was I was um thinking about this when I read this is that even before he made the world 
God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault. So, you know, he had already had us in mind, but he had you in position. He had you positioned in such a way that, first of all, he already loved you before anything else was ever made. You were his focus. You were his number one priority. He said, I love it. Have, listen, which one any, has anybody out there had their mother ever tell them, baby, before you was born, I loved you. <laughs> I never heard my mom say that. And I'm sure none of you have. <laughs> I just wanted to say, say that. And the reason why is because God, he could say that. You understand? God can say that. God can say, before I made the world, I loved you. Amen. And so that's what this verse is saying. He said that even before he made the world, God loved us and he chose us. He chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Look, no matter what you do or have done or what you're going to do, the purpose that or the position that you have with God already is the fact that number one, he loves you no matter what. He loved you before he made anything else. He loved you and he chose you. Okay, he chose you. So if you ever wanted to be chosen by someone, guess what? Before your your wife, husbands, if you're a husband, before your wife chose you, or wives before your husband, you met your husband, God chose you. Amen. God chose you. All right. So it chose us in Christ. Now, this is a positional phrase. And and also it is it is based on in Christ. So in other words, he not only loved you, but he also chose you in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Man, if you ever wanted to make sure that your guarantee in heaven is guaranteed, this is the verse. This is one of the verses, I should say. This is saying that he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Listen, if anybody you wanted to make sure that you didn't have fault in their eyes and this was God. This, this, this here, other words, you can have fault with anybody else on earth. But if you have fault with God, then that's that you're done. Okay? That means you're going to hell. But this verse describes our position and what he has already predestined to see in us, predestined for us to be. He says that he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to he had already decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. Do you understand that God loves us so much? He said, even if you not a part of my family, I want to adopt you and I'm going to bring you in 
through my son, Jesus Christ. I'm providing a way for you to be my son or my daughter. Man, that's powerful. I, I think that is so wonderful. Those of you that 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 if anybody out there that's listened to me that has been adopted, that has been adopted, I've never been adopted, so I don't know the feeling. But if you've been adopted into a family, how does that feel to you to know that someone wants you in their family? genuinely wants you in their family without fault motive or anything or anything behind that they 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 adopting you in the family right this is what god has done he says god decided in advance to adopt us into his family by bringing us to himself through jesus christ this is what he wanted to do and it says and it gave him great pleasure that means that he was happy to do this this means that he was excited to do this but he was just he was it it gave him pleasure to do this he says this is what i've always wanted to do amen i really think that this is so 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 very powerful and so awesome so we praise god for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belongs who belong to his dear son now let's go further in verse 7 he says he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins um this just kind of hit me as i was reading this god can make up the rules understand this God makes up the rules. When you serve, when you serve a God like this, that's all knowing and all powerful and, and, and is everywhere. There's nothing that he doesn't know. There's no place that he can't go. Other words, this here, he make up the rules. And so when man messes up, which he did, God says, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and provide a way in which we can be right with God. And, and, and see, God knew this in advance. He knew he would do this. He had this in the plan to make sure or to see to it that we have a way to be adopted into his family. One thing God never likes to do or be. He never likes to be made out to be a liar. He never wants to, he never wants to break his promise. He never, he wants, he wants people to rely on him and to see him as this is God and being holy and perfect. Amen. And so he wants you to be holy and without fault. He wants you in the same position. And me as well. So I think that this is a wonderful passage that's showing us how much God loves us and how he planned it for us. He says here, he says, so let me reread this one more time. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with his with the blood of his son and forgave our our sins 
I remember in one of my previous recordings, I said that it doesn't give God any pleasure to 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 convict you of your sin. It, it doesn't give him pre- pleasure. It doesn't give him pleasure for him to punish you. It doesn't give him pleasure to send anyone to hell. Okay. Matter of fact, he doesn't send, you know, correction. He doesn't send us to hell. We send ourselves to hell when we don't accept the gift of Christ and we don't accept God's free gift in advance. We already send or commit ourselves to hell real quickly on that. And we'll dive into that on a, on a, on a podcast or Bible cast, excuse me. First of all, hell I mean, the, the conditions of hell is what the conditions are. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's all those things when it comes to the fire and brimstones of what you've heard. But the most important condition that we have to remember when it comes to hell is that there is what you call separation from God. Separation from God is more horrific than we can ever understand. We think that separation from God is what you're suffering or what people are suffering right now because they figure, you know, we're not acknowledging God. It's more than just you not acknowledging God. It's more it's more than you just not really living for God on a day to day. Other words, separation from God means that everything that God has natural is naturally providing in the earth right now. Everything that God is withholding when it comes to evil, when it comes to the, the things that could possibly happen, those things will be released in, in around you, in the environment even, because of the fact that God himself is separate from you. Hell is the reality of the non-existence of God. If you ever wanted to know what it's like for God not to exist and not to be there understand what hell is hell hell is that hell is is a place or an environment in which God not I'm not going to even say God's presence is not there because God is everywhere but what I am saying is that his his power is not um 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 his it's not uh, um it's his other words his power is is not done there in other words he doesn't do anything there in hell in other words all the evil and all the the, the pain and anguish and anything that could possibly be bad is unleashed in this place because of the fact that God will not withhold that. He will not keep that from happening. In other words, the evil that would have happened. Imagine this, guys, and I'm sorry to get off subject of this or topic of this verse, but imagine the amount of things that could happen to you but didn't happen to you based on the fact of God's sovereign grace and mercy. 
God's sovereign grace and mercy that, that occurs to us on a daily and we're so unaware of it. We just think that we get up in the morning and go to work and then, you know, we make it to work or we make it to our destinations and we're, and, and we're just entitled to get there. That's really not the case because if we understood and knew how much grace and how much power that God has been, that, that God does on a daily, every moment by moment, we don't understand how much of that is going on moment by moment in our lives. Am I trying to scare anybody? No, but I do believe that there are moments and times in your life, in my life, even that as, as we go about our day, that there could have been harm that could have happened to us long time ago, but because of God's mercy and power and grace in your life, he either dispatches angels to protect and guide you or, or what have you. And not just in the daytime, I'm talking about even at night when you're asleep or when you are in your home. Um, so many times that things could have happened to us in our homes things that you know you're in a plane you're in a train you 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 traveling it's not just given like it's just not entitled it's not an entitled thing that you are to make it or i am to make it and it's not just me it's just not just you it's me too there are so many times that i look back and think and 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 i'm very thankful to god that i've made it home or i've made it to work or I made it to wherever I needed to make it to, or I've even woke up in the morning because of the fact that God's empowering presence, his grace and his mercy has kept me from something bad or horrific happening to me. Amen. I just want to kind of, I, I really just want to put that out there. I didn't mean to get off the topic of this, but I just understanding that his his kindness and grace it says that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son uh his son and forgave us of our sin he forgave us in other words he in other words in other words you didn't have to worry about about anything cuz he forgave you he showered us with his showered uh, showered his kindness on us, excuse me, along with all wisdom and understanding. Okay, with all wisdom and understanding. In other words, he he added that onto that. Now it says God has now revealed to us his mystery or his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And now in verse ten, he talks about and and this is and this is the plan at the right time he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ everything in heaven and on earth now let me stop right there real quick this is where i want to make sure that that people understand again that you cannot have you cannot you cannot acknowledge god without acknowledging christ as as the son or you cannot acknowledge Christ as the son without acknowledging God as the father. They are one and the same. And so God himself says, I, I, as the father put, put Christ, put, give all, give him all authority. I give him all authority under heaven and on earth under Christ 
It's in other words, Christ is the one in, in all, everything. Now, verse 11, he says, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an, inher an inheritance from God. I got to stop right here and mention this. If some of you have ever in received an inheritance from, say, a rich uncle or a rich auntie or a grandmother, grandfather or relative or what have you. This is imagine getting an inheritance from God. I'll be honest with you. I know all the time we like to play the lotto. I hope that I'm not going to even lie. If I ever play the lotto, I hope I win. But to receive an inheritance from God is far more greater than the lotto. To receive this inheritance and, and understand this. This is furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. In other words, if if I'm if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you're in Christ, like I'm in Christ, guess what? Both of us have an inheritance from God. Amen. That should be enough to make us happy right there. I I don't know what that inheritance is. I know that is 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 a lot more greater than I can ever understand. But we have, according to this, we already have an inheritance. Amen. Now, it says, for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Again, God is all powerful. There's nothing that that happens that God is unaware of and that it just slips up on him because everything works out according to the plan he has established. There's nothing. Amen. So understand that verse 12 it says God's purpose was that we we Jews he's talking about himself Paul Paul is in this letter to the to the church of Ephesus he says God's purpose was that we Jews who were first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God now in verse 13 he says and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth the good news that God saves you. Amen. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit. Whom he promised long ago. The spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. That's a that's that's a that's a mouthful. Um, first of all, he's letting us know in this letter that number one, we Gentiles have heard the truth, the good news of the good news that God saves you. The good news is, and this is, and when you read this in the Bible. Is capital G, capital N. The good news is the is is the message of salvation. It is the message that Jesus Christ um, uh, was sacrificed for our sins. That there's no longer any separation between you and the Father God, and that that we are united with Him. 
so that when we leave this life on earth, which is a temporary stay for every one of us that are in Christ and those that are not in Christ actually is a temporary stay. But that and that eventually we will meet we will meet God. We will be united with God. We will not be cast into hell. Right? Or we will not make that detour. We're thinking that we're going to heaven and all of a sudden the detour goes to hell. Amen. He says that, and when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own. I want you to understand this part. He says, and when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own. Okay. We all have, well, hopefully, you know, you as a listener, even myself, I have children. You can you can be in a playground or go to a playground, say, for instance, or a park or something and see a bunch of kids. But you could point out your own. You could point out, oh, that's mine right there. Why? Because there's certain there's certain qualities and certain facial features that that person has. Okay, that identifies that person, that that young that young child to be yours. This is what identifies us when it comes to being with Christ. In other words, God can identify when we believed in Christ, it says, the moment you believed or trusted in Christ as far as your salvation, you become a you become a child of God. You become one of his children. So therefore, God can identify who you are. I'm going to say this, and this is very controversial. I'm just going to warn you right now. When Christ comes back and he returns for his church, there's going to be people that are either playing, playing like they're in church or being or playing a role. And he will not take them back because of the fact that he won't know them. He will. He won't be able to identify because they have not given their. They have not trusted Christ to uh, for their salvation. If, in other words, those that have not trusted Christ for their salvation will not be identified as children of God. Amen. Let me be clear. In order for for like for instance, if when Christ comes back and He talks about the rapturing of the church. When he comes back, if if he cannot identify you as a child of God, you will not be going. You'll be left behind. That's very controversial, I know, but the Bible declares there's a condition to this, and it says, "And when you believed in Christ, He identifies you." He you he identified you as his own. Okay? And when let me read this one more time. And when you believed in Christ or believed believed in Christ, he identified you as his own. Let me just say this. He's not going to force you to believe or trust him. God will not. It's totally up to you. It's like it's totally up to me. If you don't believe and trust in the Lord, 
for your salvation, he's not going to force you. This is salvation is a free gift. Like it's always says. Going back to the very top of the scripture when I was reading. This is a celebratory scripture for those of us that are in Christ. Those of us that God has predestined. In other words, he when I say that just because there's a predestination doesn't mean that, oh, I'm already guaranteed to be in. Other words, this just simply means that God knows in advance who are his and who who will choose him and who will not. So this verse, though it's very encouraging, is conditioned on the person from person to person. Whether or not they are going to be with Christ, okay? There, there. That's what's going to. That that's what this is. If you not, if you're one that listening and don't choose Christ and don't choose salvation, free salvation, which God gives freely, I don't see why He won't. But it's because of the fact. That it was the ultimate thing is that he will not identify you as one of his children. And what does that mean? If you're not identified as one of his children, that means that your destination will not be with you. I heard a preacher say this, and it's so true. He will never force you. If you don't love him now, if you don't want to be a part of him now while you're on earth, while you're living and breathing and have the chance to. He will never force you to spend eternity with him. Never. If you don't want to be with him now, why would he want to? Why would he want you to? Why would he want to force you to be in eternity with him forever? If you don't want no part of him right now. So that's just the reality of it. Amen. Now he says. He also says he identified you as his own, as a child of God, and by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Holy Spirit is a seal. It's a guarantee. It is it is the identification that you belong to him. The Holy Spirit. Now, this is the only time that I've really kind of dive into this. But the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. So in other words, you cannot you cannot identify or mention God without mentioning the son, Jesus Christ, though. And then you cannot mention Jesus Christ without mentioning the Holy Spirit. They're all one and the same. When Christ left, uh, left uh, after being resurrected from the dead, he 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 gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the people that were left behind when he left the first time, he gave us the seal or the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so now that we're in 2019, the church that exists right now, the worldwide church, in other words, of all believers, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We are filled with his spirit. And so now we are identified as children of God. You are identified as a child of God because of the fact that the Holy Spirit 
His spirit resides within you. Amen. It says the spirit, verse 14, the spirit, okay, is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. First of all, ever wanted the reason to praise and glorify God? This is it right here. In other words, you want a reason every morning to get up and give him glory and praise? This is it. Because first of all, you have, number one, you have the spirit of God living within you. His spirit, his guarantee that you are his, his his guarantee that you are a child of God. Amen. Not just because simply because you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord, your personal savior. But now he also has given you the Holy Spirit, which connects you to the inheritance, the, the spiritual inheritance that that he has. The inheritance. God says, God says, I am I am not just leaving you with inheritance. Listen. This is the only moment that I know that a person is getting an inheritance when God is there. In other words, he this this other words he's alive. Sometimes we get our inheritance when a person dies. But know this. Know this, the inheritance is a heavenly inheritance It's an eternal inheritance It's an inheritance that won't go away It's an inheritance that lasts forever Amen So just understand that This is a spiritual blessing This is even what this is t- entitled Spiritual blessing Amen This spiritual blessing is the inheritance that he is leaving us or has given us because we are children of God. So that's about the, at the end of this, understand one, a few things. Okay. God chose you and loved you before the, before the world is made. In other words, before he created anything, you are his focus. You're his number one. He, you're, you're, you're the reason why the earth is made. All right? Because he's giving you a place to reside. Understand, though, that even still, that the earth is not going to last forever and it's temporal. The reason why we can get into this later, but the reason why this earth is temporal is because of sin. And sin has an effect on whether something that God created is temporal or eternal. The next heaven and earth, according to revelations will be eternal. It will last forever. Other words, it will be as God intended it to be. So understand that. And two, his desire is to be united with him, to be one with him, to be his children, to be adopted. If we're Gentiles like we are, we are to be adopted into the family of God. So guess what? As you're listening to me 
and I'm and, and I'm speaking to you. I'm your brother. I'm your brother. In other words, I am I am a child of God just like you are. And we're related. Amen. And we together are receiving an inheritance by the Holy Spirit. This is a, a powerful verse and our identity as, as Christians, our identity as children of God, our identity that we belong in Christ Jesus and that the seal or guarantee is that we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit as a guarantee, as a, a sure guarantee. Amen. So I just want to, I just want you to, to, to understand that. And I hope that this, this verse or this portion of scripture has been a blessing and an encouragement to you, just like it has been for me. Every time I read God's word, um, I can definitely identify or, and feel the spirit of God just really kind of like showing me that this is just one thing extra that God wanted me to know. And I love sharing God's word with with you all. Um, I really understand that this is one one of the purposes that I have in my life is to share God's word with many people. Um, I just want to see God's kingdom advance. We're living in the final last days, I believe. Um, I'm not trying to preach gloom and doom, but we really are living in the last days before Christ's coming. And I pray for anyone that have not received Christ, that they receive Christ in their life, in their heart. So with that being said, I'm going to um, lead us in a prayer. And if you're one right now that you have not received uh, the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior, um, remember um, again, this verse that I've read or this portion of scripture that you've listened to is only, it's only uh, um, condition if you are a child of God. And it also, and, uh, and after hearing this, I hope that you understand that as well, that um, God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to be adopted in his family. He wants you to ultimately be his child. And he wants to uh, have you identify with his son, Jesus Christ. Understand that you cannot have God without having a son. So that means that you have to accept Christ's death on the cross. You have to accept the, the you have to trust and believe that God's son is the sacrifice for our sins, for your sin personally. And you have to trust not in the good works that you could do or the efforts that you put forward, but that the, the first of all, the sacrifice, the blood sacrifice that was made on the cross, 
that's the part that you have to put your trust in. Amen. So why don't we go in prayer right now? Just repeat this, this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I acknowledge that without you, that I don't know you, but I want to know you. And right now in my heart, I want to open my heart and trust you for my for my salvation. Father God, I ask right now that you would that that I would um, ask you to forgive me of my sins and wash me, wash me clean and help me to not only trust and believe in you, but to live for you. Right now, at this moment, I trust and believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. And yet he shed his blood for my sins. And I trust you and believe in you right now for my salvation. And now, Lord, I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for accepting me as a son or a daughter of Jesus Christ help me to Lord I pray that I want to live for you I want to share your word and I love you Lord and I thank you Lord for everything you've done in me in my life and I praise your name thank you so much for everything you're doing and have done in me in Jesus name I pray Thank God. Amen. So according to this, if you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, your person's personal savior, you are now a son or a daughter of God. And this is done by the prayer that you prayed. But you also have faith, not just in anything that you that you've done, but any, that what Christ has done in your life. First of all, find a good Bible believing church to go to. Second of all, read your word every every day if you can. Don't have to read a lot, but just a little bit. Pray every morning or every night or whenever you can. That is simply communicating with God. Amen. And with that being said, you know, welcome to the family of God. Welcome to being a child of God. Amen. I hope you enjoy this verse and I hope that, you know, I hope that this was a blessing for you, just like it was a blessing for me. I just praise God for everything that, that, that God is going to do in your life and, um, just be thankful and excited. I'm not saying everything is going to be perfect in life, so I'm not going to give you that promise, but I am going to let you know that because you're a child of God now, God will open your eyes to things that you've never been able to see and, and your relationship with God will become stronger throughout life. And so that's my desire is that you develop the relationship that you have with the Lord and that the Lord will continue to, to guide and bless you. Well, that's about all the time I've got. Catch me on all my social media areas 
from Facebook at Black Nerd 46 on Facebook, Instagram at Black Nerd for you at Instagram, and Larry at Black Nerd on Twitter. Also, catch me on the all the uh, areas for the podcast catchers. I'm on um, I'm on Apple iTunes. I'm also on um, I'm on Anchor, of course. Um, Anchor.fm forward slash Black Nerd um, dash fifty. And then I'm also on Google Google Podcasts. I'm on, like I said, iTunes. I'm on Over Overcast. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on Breaker. I'm on um, Podbean, and I'm also on iHeartRadio, and definitely on Spotify. So, please subscribe and share. Um, please, <laughs> my Google thing is going off, but please subscribe and share this podcast with with a friend. And again, I appreciate everything that you. Everything that you're doing. Um, that you're listening to. So I do appreciate it. Wow. <laughs> I'm around tech. So in case you heard that. <laughs> anyway, God bless everybody. Hope you have a wonderful day. And I will be sharing and talking with you next time. God bless.